Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Frisco ISD podcast. I'm Jamie Driscoll, the district's communications director. And in this episode, we're finishing a two-part series highlighting the district's parent academy. Today, I'm joined by Meredith Manis from our teaching and learning department, and Les Stanland, a Frisco ISD parent, to discuss what the experience of learning the why behind standards-based practices has been like. Stay tuned at the end of this episode for the latest news from Frisco ISD. Okay, well, Les, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, um, my wife and I have lived in Frisco since 2005, and our oldest started kindergarten in 2012, so we've been in the district for 10 years. He's a sophomore now, and our youngest is a fifth grader at Sontag, and so uh, we have certainly seen the level of growth that has happened in this town and this district um, and been able to enjoy that and see uh, both the pros and cons that come with that, uh, that come with that high level of growth. Um, I've been a college professor for 15 years. I mainly teach dual credit, and ironically enough, I think I've taught in every district except for Frisco. And I also did some student teaching at Frisco uh, at Wakeland. This was in 2010 and 2011. I was also a long-term sub there. And so I have uh, a, a very healthy love and appreciation for this town and this district. Well, great. Thanks for, you know, working here in the district with our students. I appreciate that. Didn't know that. Why did you join the Parent Academy uh, around standards-based practices this year? As a professor, I'm always interested in better ways to evaluate and assess students. I had spent this entire past summer um, reworking my syllabi, reworking how I assess students, and I landed on specifications grading, which is related to standards-based, but I had never heard of standards-based. So when I saw that, I looked it up, did some cursory research, that's what we do when we're professors, <laughs> and like, this is really interesting. I really want to know more about this. I appreciated the fact that this message came out to all parents that this academy was being set up, because clearly this is a, a big movement within the district, and so clearly uh, if parents don't feel like they're being brought on board or feel like things are being done without their input, and they have a tendency to to get upset about that and so this academy offered a chance to bring these two parties together um, so that they can both help their students uh, succeed. Uh, how has the academy supported you as a parent? The academy really supported me because I was able to get it straight from the people creating the policy that hey this is what we're doing this is why we're doing this is how it's going to help and uh, that this program didn't come out of left field it, it didn't come from some other directive, but it's it's student focused and it's going to ultimately lead to, to better outcomes. What changes are you learning about in the academy as it relates to grading practices mm -hmm. uh, and evolving with a focus, you know, more on specific standards? The mixing of behavioral aspects, you know, well, you lose 20 points because it was late. Um, and training high school students for college and for the workforce. And so parents have a lot of concerns about that. And I was thinking about this earlier. In fact, my son and I had a conversation just this morning. He said, Dad, who's a better basketball player, Michael Jordan or LeBron James? And Jordan. I said, well, Michael Jordan. 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 Yep. And, and then I thought about it for just a second. I said, well, here's the reason I said that, son, because mm -hmm. I remember growing up watching Jordan play. Mm -hmm. 
And I don't think I've ever seen LeBron James play a single game. I mean, once I finished high school, I think I quit following basketball. And now all of my sports heroes are now in the Hall of Fame or coaching, right? That's just what happens when you hit your 40s. But I realized how much of our approach to education is simply a function of the time, right? We teach the way we're taught. And we have this idea that, well, you know, I had to have homework in class. And why can't my kids? Or, you know, my work was late and it was penalized. Why can't my kids? And a lot of that is just a function of we, we understand what we went through and right. we think that that's how it necessarily should always be. And it doesn't have to be that way. It could be better. It could be worse. Um, but I don't think there's a perfect way to assess. Um, but we know the common way of, you know, these many assignments at this weight and, oh, it was late. Well, I don't care why it was late. Now it's 20 points off. Doesn't really work either. And so um, I'm excited about standards-based grading. I, I give it a shot. I, I'm cautiously optimistic. But I want it to work, and I hope it does. I'll put you on the spot here. What is your okay. biggest takeaway from the academy? What I got out of the academy and what I would take to my friends and colleagues and coworkers within the district who, who weren't is, is give this a chance. Um, keep an open mind and realize that there's always going to be hiccups along the way. Some teachers might be more keen on implementing this than others, some campuses, um, but that it's a good idea. And if it turns out in the final analysis, we gather five years worth of data, six years, and you know what? Standardized test scores really didn't move much. Mm -hmm. Well, then maybe we revisit. Uh, it's not going to hurt the kids to, to try this, and it could actually help. All right, Meredith, let's move on to you. i got some hard-hitting ones here for you. All right. Okay, what topics did you cover in the Academy this year? We first started with the why. I mean, that's just the basic. Like, why are we doing this? What What is standards-based practices, and why did we decide to dive deep into this? So once that was established, we did take the parent feedback. So after each session, parents were able to ask questions, like what questions are still circling for you? And that helped me to determine what the next topic was. So I didn't tell them their reading homework until after I was able to look at the feedback. And we looked at it as a committee um, and determined what the next hot topic would be. And so the next hot topic in October, we talked about misconceptions and standards-based practices. So we felt like a lot of the questions could be cleared up and they were very common misconceptions that people have when they hear standards-based grading or standards-based practices. So that was one that we hit in October. And then after that, the next feedback was around student accountability. And how are we holding students accountable for learning, for getting their work in, for their behavior? If we're taking it out of a grade, then what do we do to make sure that the kids are still learning and still completing their work? So we focused on that in November. And then in the last big question was, what other research is out there? We all read Tom Shimmer's Grading from the Inside Out. And um, in that, you know, he is an educator. He's a professional developer. He does a lot of work for teachers and for educators. And so that was just one of our resources. But the parents were asking, you know, what else is out there that we can read more and learn more? You know. Les mentioned earlier that he felt like a lot of work went into this, and I can attest that a lot of work did go into this. <clears throat> I saw a lot of work uh, from your department, Meredith, and I commend you all for that. 
What was the experience like for you all? So we wanted it to be a learning experience. When I think of academy, I think of learning. So I am not a person when I was teaching in the classroom that was a sit and get kind of teacher. So my students were always very active. And so that was just something that was important to me that if these parents were coming in and willing to learn, then I wanted to provide a learning experience for them and also allow them to give us feedback and to ask those critical questions. It only helps us get better once we know what the issues are too. So we designed it to be very collaborative. Um, each of the parents was assigned a color group and so that kind of helped them organize themselves into small groups. They were facilitated by someone from our team. So we had quite a large number of our district staff that were committed to this process as well and showed up every month to sit with our parents and talk through things with them. We also had a learning piece every time. And so it was a short, quick learning piece, but in addition to reading a chapter out of the book, there also then, how did this apply to Frisco ISD? So we did a quick learning um, and it was, it was challenging. Like not, none of the topics were easy topics. None of the topics are black and white. And so we got a lot of different perspectives. We honored everybody's perspective. The parents have their perspective of what they see from their own students and how they're performing in school. And also like Les mentioned too, like what were their real experiences like in school? So they're bringing all these lenses to the table to talk about different topics. We always took their feedback back and we debriefed every morning after the parent academy on what went well, what would we have done differently, uh, what was the feedback, what do we do, need to do next. And so I, I, I owe a lot of credit to our team. What's the feedback been like from other parents? It's been very good. I think they appreciate the opportunity and felt like they were heard in the parent academy. I had several that you know, we had a little graduation in December and uh, several stayed after just to thank us for the opportunity to come and learn alongside. And so I think they felt that partnership, which was the intent of the whole academy. And um, so I was pleased with that. Next steps with this partnership with the parents. What do you got on the horizon? Anything? Well, I don't have a new topic yet, but as far as the Parent Academy goes, we do have recaps of each of the meetings on our website. So anybody can go out there and just kind of get a quick snapshot of what we covered. And then also we're partnering with our campuses because I think the next step is for now that we did it at district wide, you know, campuses really diving in with the parents and, and working alongside campuses to support them with their own communities and their journey. Gotcha. Getting a little more localized. I mm -hmm. like that. Uh, anything else to add, Meredith? I do want to say this is always an open line of communication. So we don't need a parent academy to provide our department feedback. We get feedback daily. We respond to that feedback. We want that feedback and, and to have an opportunity to have dialogue. And that's really how this parent academy started was through parents reaching out and me answering questions individually. And I was like, well, why don't we just get the whole gang together and do this through a learning experience? And so it does help drive our work. So we do appreciate that. Stick around for a few more minutes to hear updates from around the district. Here's a look at what's happening in Frisco ISD. Frisco ISD parents and staff are invited to complete a survey about what they value and prioritize in the annual FISD academic calendar. 
The survey is open now and will close on Friday, December 23rd at 5 p.m. Please take a moment to respond to the survey. The district looks forward to reviewing and considering all feedback. The 2022-23 fall athletic season looked a little different with FISD teams shifted into three UIL districts. The opportunities from the realignment has benefited students across FISD. During the fall 2021-22 school year, 13 FISD teams qualified for the postseason in football, team tennis, and volleyball. During the fall season recently completed, that number expanded to 25. Congratulations to all our campuses on an incredible fall athletic season. Frisco ISD staff were excited to learn that they will receive a retention bonus in January. The Board of Trustees approved an incentive bonus equal to $50 for each year of service to FISD, plus the greater of 1% of their base salary, or $250. Those interested in joining the FISD family are encouraged to check out the website for employment opportunities. 301 musicians earned a spot in the band and jazz all-region ensembles. In addition, more than 150 high school students and 194 middle school students earned a spot in the all-region orchestras. These incredibly talented musicians are led by the best directors in the area. Congratulations to all these students and their teachers for their fantastic success. 